What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 78 of your favorite podcast, the Gordite Podcast. I am your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. Today, we're going to talk about some thought mastery with you. I have seven questions. I have seven items to chat with you about that I want you to think about consistently and constantly throughout the day that can, I promise you, I promise you, can change the way that you are viewing and operating within the world, okay? This isn't really motivational. It's not really anything like that. It's more so a checklist of accountability to get you to becoming a next level human being. So inside episode 78, I think there's a lot of really good tidbits and a lot of good dialogue that's going to make you really think and make you assess. Episode 78 brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley20 at checkout to support the podcast. Please leave us five-star reviews if you love us. I'll see you inside. So this week marks the first pro qualifying show of the year, which is incredibly um, exciting. Well, I guess you can count the Arnold as one, uh, but eh, not a lot of honestly, not a lot of Americans really um dial it up for the uh, Arnold amateur here just because it's so far displaced from all of the other national shows. Like after the so the Arnold is either the last week of February, first week of March, and then the next national level show is the second week of may was okay. on my birthday us in charleston yep uh for junior usa um so that's that's a long time to bridge and kind of keep a physique together and you know stay you know incredibly lean and show ready so really fucking excited dude I remember there was a time where things looked really bleak of us even having any national shows this year. And I was like finding myself questioning like, man, what the fuck is my even what's my worth here? Like, like <laughs> I yeah, you know, I, I do coach general health people. Yeah, dude, I, I coach to win shows. Yeah I, yeah, I coach to win trophies. I coach to see my clients on the biggest and baddest stages against the biggest and baddest at America uh, or North America where the world has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's what that's what excites me. That's what remember um, you and I were talking in here like I was really in a funk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we're just kind of going over. Man, what was that? It was like May. Yeah. And, yeah, and it yeah. was like in the middle of it. Like there was everyone was supposed to be competing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the spark was yeah, kind of gone. Yeah. My, 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 my fire was very low. Yeah. And, you know, you asked like what you think would help. And I was like, the only thing that helped is getting clients on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels nice. We're finally back. I'll never take it for granted again. That's for sure. But uh, we have uh, Anna Kate Tillerson heading in this weekend. Um, you know, it's a question I get asked in comedy is why don't you take more of your clients to national shows? Dude, mm. that's a very good question. That's that a is a good question. question. I take people national shows who I believe have a chance to turn pro. Okay. I don't, if I don't think you can be in, in the consideration to turn pro, why would we go? Mm-hmm. Why would we prolong a dieting phase mm-hmm. when you're clearly not ready for a sixth place finish? Like, I don't want people to compete for sixth place. Honestly, like fifth, fourth place. We go to nationals. I expect it to be a top three. Yeah. Um, you know, finish. I, I I truly do. And I feel wrong making, you know, if I'm looking at someone, yeah, you can be really better. Fuck, you get second calls and at, at the national stage, you're really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're top 10 in that class. You yeah. Know, I mean, are in America really at that point. Yeah. I just I don't believe in making clients prolong a dieting phase and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I don't believe that I get a single ounce of fulfillment seeing people just, you know, get top 10 or like, you know, yeah. call outs or like, well, you know, well, you got top 15 out of 40 people like top 15. What the fuck is that? 
that's not cool. Yeah. That's it'll, not good. I mean, I assume it allows you to focus more. And you get to focus too. more. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be one of the coaches backpacking my whole team in the Nationals. Yeah. I got, you know, AK uh, this weekend. I got Katie Younger next weekend. They both have really, really, really good chances to pull mm-hmm. it off. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's other very talented clients on the roster. I'm very real with all of them. You guys aren't ready you know, for all my clients who are ready for that, we've had the discussion. We have it dialed in. We know where we're going. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other national shows later on in the year, I'm not going to be the coaches wasting my clients' time mm-hmm. for clout, for the Instagram picture of, I brought eight girls to nationals. Well, no yeah. one did anything. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. That means you had eight clients qualified. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right now, just from, you know, just from this year, we have 14 clients qualified. I can bring them all to nationals. Mm-hmm. Sure. What the fuck is that going to do? But are they ready for it? Yeah. So they're just going to waste a shit ton of time. I do. Let's improve. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I feel really good about AK this weekend. She looks absolutely ridiculous. Things are going pretty well. Um, We've definitely, man, we've been pushing. We, we've been really pushing, but she looks absolutely bonkers. So uh, keep us, uh, you know, in, in your thoughts. Send us some good energy, some good vibes. Uh, should be a really fucking good weekend for us. And then next weekend, we're going to do it all again in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's interesting. It's under a tent. You were telling me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's under a tent. That's so, going to be. You know, hey, you know. What's what? the weather like out there right now? Uh, Pittsburgh, it's all right. It's, it's Like in it's, the 70s? It's all right. Yeah, it's in the 70s okay. probably. It's in the 60s, 70s. It's not bad. Uh, not much like wind or breeze or so it'll anything be outside. commonly. It's going to be outside. Side, we're gonna be good okay we're, 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 we're gonna be chill out there actually it's 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 probably 80s it's probably 80s do you think it's gonna affect the tan um so there's supposed to be like fans and stuff mm. uh to not allow that to happen okay so what's gonna happen my understanding of how i'm digesting this is we're gonna be um at maybe the window i forget what hotel it is and there's gonna be a giant ballroom mm-hmm. and the tent's essentially gonna be outside that ballroom and so um you're gonna be inside for a majority You're going to be inside for everything other than when you're on stage. So then you're going to leave. You're going to walk out on stage, which like the tents are going to be built up. You're going to walk from the ballroom onto the stage. Essentially to outside. Yeah. This thing, op- this room opens to the it's outside. Gonna essentially, open up to the outside. Oh, weird. you're gonna have the stage built Strange. right there. Yeah, that, that's my digestion of okay. it so okay. far. Um, it's you know we're all a little confused, but dude, we're just fucking riding by the seat of our pants, dude. We're all just trying to fucking make it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's in the same boat. Fuck so. yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. got to show up and win. You know, compete anywhere, anytime, any place. Um, that's what we're about. It's, that's what we'll do. It's like when Grace competed at the hookah lounge. At the fucking hookah lounge, <laughs> and the fucking police rolled in and shut that bitch yeah. down. <laughs> story man yeah so i feel i feel really good about them both katie katie's ridiculous katie looks absolutely bonkers <laughs> she has such a wild physique so i'm really excited for that um hopefully adding a couple new pros but um today i want to talk to you about something that's really important for you know folks who are in a contest prep i was actually at the gym uh, uh chatting with a couple of my clients earlier about this um and it's essentially it's just thought mastery how do we master our thoughts what we're digesting through through our mind uh what we're allowing ourselves to think feel react to all of that stuff what what do we do how do we master this um i think it's really you know this is an important practice like we've talked to you guys before about when you say something negative you owe it to yourself you owe it to people around you to kind of make up for that we've talked about that and if you really stay adamant you know in that approach um of 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 checking the box of kind of owing it back to yourself of the 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 positivity back to yourself kind of recharge your own battery if you will then you're going to kind of change your mind right eventually you're going to get tired of calling yourself out and you're not going to allow the the poor thoughts to flow through but it's more than just positive and negative 
there's, you know, judgmental uh, thoughts, there's helpful thoughts, there's non-helpful thoughts, um, there's detrimental uh, thoughts that are detrimental to one's health, safety, or others' health, safety. Um, there's extremely uplifting thoughts. You know, there, there's tons of different avenues of how we process thoughts and the thoughts that go through our mind, okay? And I think it's really important to understand how to master these. The number one, uh, I'm going to lay out some questions for you, and I want to kind of expand on these. Uh, Scott and I are going to expand on these for you. Number one is, is this belief helpful to my happiness or my joy? Okay, so when I think of this, does it make me happier or does it make me more joyous? That one's, I mean, all of these are going to be pretty yes, no. That one's as clear cut as you can possibly get. So if it's yes, this is a really good thought. We can keep this one around and hey, you know, maybe let's use it more. If it's no, you have to be able to set ego aside. Remember, we did that entire podcast on ego strength versus ego weakness. Ego strength is being able to put pull that, that thought to the side and expand into it further. Okay. If you're someone who has a bodybuilding coach and if you have a good bodybuilding coach, you send over your check and your biofeedback, all that stuff, and they might ask you questions. They might ask you questions back to it, um, you know, pertaining to something in your check and to kind of get more information, right? Well, how about you be your own thought coach? If you have a thought that you're actively having or you find yourself having Sicily that doesn't promote happiness or internal joy, let's pull it over to the side. Let's dive a little bit deeper because we're not able to just simply press delete and have that gone. It's not contributing to our well-being for a reason, and there's a root cause for that. And we need to be able to attack that root cause in order to really fix anything, especially moving forward uh, into what comes next. So pull that thought to the side, break it down. How do you learn? Do you learn visually? Do you learn by writing things down? Do you learn just abstract? Um, do you learn through, uh, do you learn by yourself through meditation? So whatever your go-to is, let's write the thought down and then, you know, let's make kind of a, a list about things that contribute to that thought. What maybe triggers that thought? Something obviously does, especially if it can, continues popping up. There might be multiple triggers of that thought. After that thought, where do you go? Where does it lead to? Or why does it lead to that place? Where did that thought, where does the negativity surrounding this, where does it originate from? Is it from an ex-partner? Is it from a former friend of yours? Is it from a former boss, parents? Where does it originate from? And now we have to go back to that source, okay? Then we're going to have to dive deeper there. Number two, will this belief carry me to my desired life? So I like this one. I like this one a lot because I feel like, you know, we've talked about on the podcast a few times, like you should have a vision of where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I paint my vision and I have that vision. I kind of think about it every day. I kind of obsess over it. And so when you have a thought that makes you feel a type of way, mm -hmm. let's again, pull it back. We pull it over to the side. If I continue to have these thoughts, is that ever going to be possible? Mm -hmm. Is achieving that vision and achieving that goal, is that ever going to be possible? So, for example, I want to be a really good bodybuilder, right? But every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, damn, you know, I, I just feel small. <laughs> I know. LOL. <laughs> I feel small. I feel weak. You know, I feel whatever it might be. Well, when I see that or when I start actively thinking to myself on that, and you pull it to the side and it's like, well, you want to be Mr. USA, you can't 
win Mr. USA if you constantly have these thoughts because these thoughts aren't necessarily driving factors they're they're uh, you know they're anchors they hold you back they they don't allow you to push forward and go you know where you want to go you want to be rocketing yourself forward you can be propelling yourself forward you don't want to be constantly anchoring yourself back right so when you have a thought that makes you feel really anything at all does that because there's positive thoughts as well I could look in the mirror when I have a pump at the gym and be like, oh, man, I'm the greatest ever. I'm the greatest to ever fucking do this shit. No mm-hmm. one's ever going to been better than me and going to be better than me. Well, does that help me get to that goal either? No, it does not. It does not. So so this isn't just for negative thoughts. This is for all of your thoughts. You need to be very critical of them all. So the good and the bad. Is it helping you get closer to that vision that you have for yourself? What do you see for yourself? Where's the apex? Where do you want to be? It might not be something lavish. It doesn't need to be luxury. It's just where does where where is your ideal life at? Where is a place you see yourself that you believe you would be achieving true happiness and fulfillment? Does this thought allow you to get to that place? It is what you're talking about the uh, kind of the, the anchor point. Mm-hmm. I, I think of it in a way that imagine you're driving. So you're driving to the, the end goal. Yeah. And along the drive, there are these roundabouts. It's yeah. It's like drive through, but the roundabouts are your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Positive and negative that you're talking about. One thing that, you know, so a lot of people tend to do, even myself at times when I overthink about things mm-hmm. is you're in that roundabout and let's say the, the center of the roundabout, there's a tree and the trees, you're a thought. Yeah. The, the, the bad thought of, oh, I don't look that good today. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're in, your eyes are on that tree and you keep driving in that roundabout. Yeah. You keep driving in that roundabout. But then this road doesn't, this doesn't stop there. Yeah. So you have to move out of the roundabout at some point in time. At, at some point. Yeah. yeah. That's how I always try to view it. Yeah. No, I, I'm not stuck I like in a that. circle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I view it like the, um, what's that round door that you walk into hotels? Like a revolving door? Yeah, yeah. You're a stuck re- in a revolving door? Yeah, like stuck in a revolving door. <laughs> I like that better because yeah. it's more like painful. Yeah, that's where I like it's constantly think that yeah. I am. Right? Yeah. Like just in this little suffocated space in a revolving door. Yeah. I, I, I have breaking news. It just came through. Brittany Uh-oh. just got off stage. Uh-oh. She got a third and a fifth place. So not exactly what we came for, but I'm incredibly fucking proud of that because okay. it's a good ass show. Yeah. I thought she was going to have a second and a fourth. Hmm. She looked really fucking good. Yeah. We got a third and a fifth. We're going into an improvement season. So Brittany Wise, congrats. Congratulations. Very, very, very good job. Very well done. Uh, We're going to improve. And next time, fifth place ain't an option. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for that. Yeah. She has ridiculous structure. Really? She has bonker structure. She's going to be a really good figure girl. Mm -hmm. She's taking a lot for her to grow. She's the one who competed a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she competed two or three weeks ago. Same weekend as Grace. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was three weeks ago. It was at the Tampa Pro. Yeah, so good job, Brittany. Very, very proud of you. It's time to get an improvement phase. Time to sling some heavy-ass iron, get really fucking healthy. And, uh, man, we're going to run it back again next year. I I already can't fucking wait. Fifth place, that doesn't sit well. I don't yeah, like that. We got I, it. I don't right. like that one. That's all right. But fifth Revolving place, door. Fit, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. If I can't fucking, if I can't get past that, I can't get to the goal. <laughs> yep. So, um, number three, is this, Oh my God, this is good. Is this belief verifiable and fair? Ooh. Oh my God. If you're a client who freaks out every single week with your coach, constantly freaking the fuck out, anxiety, 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 anxiety. Okay. So, this one's for you. I have found that the clients who get anxious the most are folks commonly not following the plan. Mm. 
And that's why they're anxious and they don't want you to know they're not following the plan. They want to be able to cover it up and they're still progressing, but they could be progressing at a better rate of progress. But they cover it up, they cover it up and they kind of freak out every week needing your validation. And if they get your validation, they know that it's right what they're doing. They can continue doing it. Mm. Okay, so this is for those you know clients like that or clients who just maybe you are following protocol. Maybe you're crushing protocol, but you still freak out every single week. Mm -hmm. Are your beliefs verifiable and are they fair? Verifiable. Have you followed protocol? Have you beaten the log book? Have you beaten your cardio times? Have you recovered and prioritized recovering like a bodybuilder? If yes, they're not verifiable. Fair. If you answered yes to the previous one, and you know that your coach is a coach and not a psychologist, it is not fair. That's one example of many examples. People cause themselves a ton of anxiety by choice and by things that they do, that they do or do not do for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Like people will fall behind. All right. If you have a deadline for something, you fall behind a little bit. And now you have to catch up at the end to meet the deadline. That's mm -hmm. me. Sorry, my fucking life. Mm -hmm. um, I cause my that's kind of the only thing that really gives me anxiety. Yeah. Now. Um, people create scenarios in their head that aren't real. Oh, you know, man. like, I, man, I've been in fucking relationships like that, dude. Like, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like a girl comments on my post and you see. You go to her page and you see she's attractive and all of a sudden you like think that we're banging. Yep. Yep. I, I don't even know this. Shit. It's verifiable. I'm just yeah. saying yeah, it's extremely verifiable. It's really not fair, but it's yeah. verifiable. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this, this, this is not, um, we, we are not actually having sex, but what's wild is now you put the thought in my mind of having sex yeah. <laughs> with her. And like, I think that's what people don't understand. Like, man, you know, if you freak out on someone over that, you know, dude, and I've done, you dude, know, I've done that before. You know, what's funny is it seems, and I think I've same, I've done this before, but yeah. it seems like usually when you do that and this is coming from my own experience going you on. no you create it oh oh yeah it yeah, never happened and then yeah. you created it yeah i feel like when usually when you're doing that you're trying to again hide something of your own of your own <laughs> you okay, know? yeah, yeah that's but true no too. you know you're right like you create this thing she you see she's hot and like she comment on your post like dude well, you've, like, created, you've created doubt in your own yeah, mind. You've created doubt and you've compromised your own trust. And then you're going to express everything mm -hmm. from that perception. And I think I think a lot of it stems from, you know, when I look back on relationships I've been in where this occurred, they had no trust with themselves and they had no belief in themselves, what mm -hmm. they were bringing to the table, even though, you know, every girl that I would say I've like truly dated brought a lot to the table. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know again, what's great about Megan is she's definitely the first person I've dated that like knows she believes in herself. She trusts herself. Um, and, and she, you know, follows what she, she follows her gut and she follows her mind. She follows her communication mm -hmm. and her ability to, um, you know, convey her thoughts and beliefs. And, you know, I, I think that's really fucking powerful. A lot of people, um, they just, when this happens, they truly just don't believe that they bring much into they they they're overvaluing their partner commonly and undervaluing themselves. Mm -hmm. Um obviously that's not a very healthy relationship to be in. It's gonna turn toxic at some point. Yeah. It's gonna turn toxic. Um but verifiable and fair are two huge, huge items here. So whenever you start going down the path of this, 
you know, these thoughts could be detrimental to myself or to others. You have to stop and ask, is this verifiable? Is it fair? If you're freaking out, your coach has to constantly pull you back. You don't understand how fucking draining that is and how exhausting and taxing that is. Whenever I have one of those messages, Mm -hmm. I I, like, I respond to it. I give it my all. I like go all in. I I have to set my phone down and walk away. Mm -hmm. I gotta like refresh myself and and, like be able to get back in to serve my other clients. It it definitely sucks. Sure. But it's also, you know, it's the nature the beast yeah um it's part of training people who have extremely high expectations for themselves yeah it's part of you know training people who were in a very narcissistic sport and most of us are you know competing in this sport uh we were driven here by um you know having poor experiences at some point of our life that we want to overcompensate mm-hmm. for you know sure um and so but Boyfriends are for validation. Girlfriends are for validation. Parents are for validation. Your bodybuilding coach probably isn't. Mm-hmm. They're for trophies. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I love this one because if you're my client, you've heard me say this control your controllables. So we have a every single day, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of things that are in our complete and utter control. We dictate the outcome on them. Nothing else does, no matter what. It is up to us. So hitting your daily food, hitting your daily steps, hitting your training session, hitting your cardio, getting your job done on time, showing up for your friend's party on time, doing the things that you that you literally are in complete fucking control of. There's nothing that can take those away from you. You can bring up, well, oh, you know, this uh, inconvenience occurred mm-hmm. and I couldn't do uh, the inconvenience did occur, but you still you still owe it to yourself to be doing the things that you said or are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So there's things that are in your control. There's other things that are completely outside of your control. And I'm going to go kind of extreme here. So let's say you get home and your husband says, you know, he gets fired from his job. Mm-hmm. The j- getting fired from his job component has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, the common response would be we sit here and dwell on that for a few weeks mm-hmm. rather than, mm-hmm. OK, this is out of that was out of my control. But right now, our pivot point is in our control. Yeah. What can we do next? What can we do next? It's yeah. not worth harping over. We don't need to talk about it. We yeah. need to go. Yeah. We need to figure it out now. And I think a lot of people have gone through that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, there are items that are going to happen to us every single day that you do not control. And when we constantly have this filter, this flowing filter of controllables versus uncontrollables, man, honestly, you kind of become numb to the shit you can't control. Yeah. And truthfully, it might not sound appealing to you. I think that's a really conducive place to be for personal growth. Well, something you've, we've adopted, we Savannah and I have adopted after being around you a lot. And then you say this all the time with anybody who is a coach or anybody who's supporting your business or anybody who's looking to be part of even just your life is yeah. that, you know, no stress. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And I know Matt talked about that a lot too. Yeah. There's no stress. Can't bring stress around me. And it's super interesting when you do that and you go, okay, well, if I can't control it and I can't stress about it, yeah, do what I can to control. So you said, you know, I don't know, another example being late. Yeah. Somebody, I don't know, construction on the way to a job and yeah. you're 20 minutes late. Yeah. Text your boss. Exactly. So easy, easy as that. You don't I know that sounds get, stupid yeah. and simple, but it's as easy as that. You don't need to get super anxious. You don't need to get super worked up. You don't need to do, you don't need to anything. What you can't control is your boss's reaction. Yeah. You got in the car on time. Yeah. You left on time. You have your fucking day ready. You're 
prepared to tackle whatever it is. Mm -hmm. This happened. You didn't know this was going to happen. So the only thing you can do here is you can now text your boss. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing in your control. But what happens when you think you can control the uncontrollable oh my god you start, you start to lose your mind yeah you start driving like a maniac you start cussing everybody out yeah. you start you know doing all these things you get really fucking anxious worked up and it's like man that's really how your day starts well then you get to your job and then you've you've become this person yeah. and you're gonna the rest of your day is like that so we have no research on this as yeah. far as i know okay. casey would know better I, we had to get casey on this yeah. podcast talking about some psych stuff so um let's talking about your your taste palate mm-hmm. so the first thing that you eat in the morning is very important because it sets up your your palate for the rest of the day what okay. your palate kind of desires for the okay. rest of the day i don't want to say craves so um you know some folks myself included like i try to kind of stay away from fruit first thing in the morning oh so fruit's Why? fantastic but fruit's very sweet yeah so now we're setting ourselves up for this pal- i'm not suggesting at all like stay away from fr- i'm saying for me this works yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 for me this works yeah if i eat fruit in the morning all of a sudden i want a shit ton of reese's and hershey's <laughs> and, you know and, and and all of okay. that stuff yeah whereas you know commonly my first meal of the day is uh i i make it a point to always protein yeah it's something sure, protein sure because i have to eat so fucking much protein every day mm-hmm. so if i just set myself up by just protein mm-hmm. um and you know nothing tasty commonly a protein shake or some chicken breast or mm-hmm. something like um then then the rest of the day that's kind of going to be what i desire mm-hmm. and anything outside that if i have something that's a sweet if i have some you know whatever it's just a nice addition but you kind of yeah. go back to that palate right yeah. every single day it sort of resets okay um I believe your mind kind of works the exact same way is what are you doing the first thing in the morning? Yeah. You know, a lot of people really hate their job, hate their life. They wake up, they hear that alarm go off. Fuck this. Or they hit snooze and then they have to, I don't want to get up yet. Yeah. Well, you can only recover so much from that. Yeah. You know, like we need to get up rear and to go. Yeah. And you're setting yourself up for extreme failure throughout the day because now you've already added this massive hurdle you have to get mm-hmm. over of a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, well, you finally get up, you start gathering your things, you gather, 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 do this, do that, do that, do that. You don't have time to stop and think about your mindset. And then all of a sudden you're in the car, the construction hits and it's like, oh my God, this would only yeah. happen to me. Yeah. Like, are, are you, you fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> are you so that should fucking be one of the sound kidding things. me? Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, like if we would have woke up and yeah. the, the, the antithesis of this, if we would have woken up, we'd be like, all right, you know, time to attack today. And we get our things together. We grab our things together. We get in the car and all of a sudden we just see the construction. It's like, oh shoot, man, I didn't know there was going to be construction today. Oh, you know, let me text my boss. Yeah. Rather than the extreme reaction that is completely emotional and not at all logical because yeah. the logical you understands construction happens it's part of america it's part Mm -hmm. of a growing economy it's they're they're fixing something they're doing something right now that's going to make tomorrow better yeah the logical part of you knows that yeah the illogical and emotional part is like bonkers and now you know it takes five minutes to calm down you could have texted your boss five minutes ago Mm -hmm. now that's five minutes that you lost and now it's closer to the time. So if your boss is a logical thing in human, they're looking at the phone. They're looking at the timestamp on your text. Most people kind of know about where their clients live and they're like, I think you're going to be fucking late anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're not going to get the same response. Yeah. So 
the uncontrollable yeah. is being slightly swayed by you one way mm-hmm. or the other, depending on how you're literally just the mindset that you're attacking it with. Mm-hmm. And I hope that kind of rings a bell on you guys. Because, dude, you know, like I, I'm guilty of it too. Same. When I'm here crushing some work and I realize it's like, oh, fuck, it's 147. Oh, I need dude, to grab my drink. I this need to, is bad. Yeah, yeah I, need to, I need to pop my fucking uh, shoes on. I do all this stuff. And now we're not getting out the door till 152. Mm-hmm. And we're like every day we train at 2 p.m. And I am 13 minutes from the gym and it's going to be 205 and all of a sudden I'm driving fast Yep, and something gets in my way. Like this, this happened uh, like four or five days ago Yeah, and I pulled out and a, a, a huge ass tractor was in my fucking way oh, and shit. you know, that going sucks. like 30 in the, yeah, in the 55 yep. and you, know, you can't pass, you can't do anything. And I'm yep. like getting really frustrated, but actually it's super funny because we got to the stoplight and when we finally got to the stoplight is right on this road out here. Okay. So it didn't yeah. take long. Yeah. Right. When we got to that stoplight, I was like, uh, you know, this was completely out of my control. Like it's my fault that I lost track of time. Yeah. It's my fault that I'm behind this tractor right now. And this farmer dude, he's got money to make. Yeah. Like he's got to fucking get he's this got a job machinery. Too. Yeah. He's yeah. got to get this machinery to another place. He doesn't mean to be bogging me down. Yeah. It's my fault. I'm being bogged down. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm good now. Like I'll I'm just late. This, I'll do the same shit or I'll be on a roll on like a photo or a video yeah. or looking up, trying to research something or doing ads or whatever. Yeah. Savannah will come in and she'll be like, it's one, it's one thirty. Yeah. So we got to go. We got 20 minutes to get there. Yeah. And she gives me like 10 minute warning. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, give me, you know, I'm almost done. Yeah. I'll wrap it up. And then I, I wrap it up. Yeah. And it's one fifty. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, why? Fuck. And then I, and here's what I do. Yeah. I redirect and I go, why didn't you tell me? I know. Why didn't you tell and me? And then you're in an argument also. And now I'm like, I do that too. Yeah. And at the end of the day, then you look at yourself and you go, well, that was stupid. And now you're a jackass. And, and now, now you have to look, stupid. now you have to look at yourself. Yes. And your girlfriend's not even calling you a jackass. Now <laughs> you got to call yourself a jackass. And it's yeah. like, man, that's the worst fucking feeling of yeah. rather you Man. call me a jackass. <laughs> dude, yeah. it happens to all of us. Dude, it, it, so I'm not, again, like every podcast we make, some of them I'm still talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like me and Scott do a really, really, really good job of these things. And truthfully, I actively kind of think about all of these items that I'm sharing with you today. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean you're ever going to be fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, like, like Scott brought up the rule. If you're around me, there's no fucking stress. Mm-hmm. My life is awesome. But you know what my life was for the first 25 years of it? Honestly, like I was constantly in a state of anxiety. I was constantly in stress. I mean, I was taking, you know, anxiety medication. I had mm-hmm. taken depression medication. I was, you know, it was wild. I really realized when I took control of my life, I didn't need any of that fucking shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying anxiety doesn't exist. I'm not saying depression doesn't exist. Those are huge items. Yeah. I do believe far more people than not. If they just took control of their life, they wouldn't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, If like, like uh, I would say what, like a 10 to 20% of them, but that's a huge huge. number. It is huge. And I think you, when you have, okay. Preface this also with like, we're not telling anybody how they feel and how they should and should not feel. 100%. But I think when you get control of this, you know, thought mastery, when you start to recognize and you're in the moment and example, I used again, you know, we're 20, 10 minute warning. Okay. Wrapping up. Savannah comes in again. Mm-hmm. Now we're 10 minutes late. Yeah. Go. Oh, shit. Okay. I got mad. Yeah. I can feel it coming. Yeah. But then catching it. Yeah. That's yeah, when catching I think you have swallowing thought. it. Yeah. That's yeah. when I think you have thought mastery and go. All right. This chill is 100% out. on me. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Chill out. We're late. I'll, I'll own it. It's me. Yeah. And then it's the, it comes into that ego piece too. 100% it does. And, and so I think a lot of people tend to get so wrapped up in emotions. Oh yeah, they do. People, I mean, we're emotional people. Yeah. I, I don't think that's an argument. Ever. Yeah. I think we're more emotional than we are logical. Yeah. 
And so I think that's kind of the issue a lot of people have. I agree with that. And and like you said, most people don't want to catch that. I guess I wouldn't call it an issue. It would be the the thing that gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. It's our roadblock. Yeah. It's our roadblock. We need to find pivot points around it. Yeah. Like having that, you know, installed piece that catches the illogical reactions coming. I mm-hmm. think that, that, you know, that's... It's very strong. It's a very strong filter to have. Yeah. But it takes a ton of ego strength, as you alluded to, to actually be able to pull this out and be like, fuck, babe, we are late because of me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Low key kind of need the next 10 minutes in like complete silence because I'm about to blow up on myself. (laughs) So like, it's not you. It's a me thing. Can I just work through this? Yeah. And like, you know, if you lay that out there, like, dude, everyone's going to fucking understand. If you say that to a partner, they don't understand. You need a new partner. I don't think if you say it to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, Yeah, Your boss, but friend, anyone, the no stress piece is really, really, really important. And we've talked about the culture who you surround yourself with all that stuff. If you're surrounding yourself with people who constantly stress you out or constantly are stressed out then what are you going to be you're going to follow that suit you're going to be anxiety you're, you're going to have anxiety where you shouldn't have anxiety mm-hmm. and in places that you don't need to have anxiety mm-hmm. and again i think um i i think it's very powerful just implementing that rule for yourself for your friend groups i just tell your friend groups i do look COVID's tough. 2020 has been tough. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, been struggling. I want to implement a no stress rule when we're all together. It's just laughs and fun and games. Yeah. And dude, again, your friend group's going to read that and be like, are, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> Everybody should. I would love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I would just, I would, I would encourage you, um, because that is something that's in your control. Mm-hmm. I would encourage, I would implore you, I would push you to kind of implement that rule around you. If you're someone who works in an office around a bunch of people, there's going to be stress, right? Mm-hmm. Make it a stress-free zone. Mm-hmm. This is a stress-fucking-free zone, homie. The patients, <laughs> the the people, the clients. Check that shit the, at the door. <laughs> dude, you leave that shit at the fucking door, you come yeah. in here, we're not going to have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a situation in my control. Constantly says that control your controllables. What are your controllables? What are the items that you don't have control over and respond accordingly to those? This one's really, really good because I, I take pride in, I think I'm a very fair judge okay. to people. So okay. when I only hear things about someone, I don't draw conclusions. Mm-hmm. Unless I hear the same thing about the same person from multiple outlets, as in more than three mm-hmm. people that I really respect and trust. Like, okay. and you know, the amount of people I really respect, I mean, we're talking like 10, 15 people, okay. right? Okay. So if three of those people tell me the exact same thing about someone, I'm going to start drawing a conclusion. Sure. I don't think I'm wrong for that. Mm-hmm. But if one person goes, oh man, oh, oh dude, oh, yeah. Justin Mahaley, Justin <laughs> Mahaley's, he, He's an awful coach. Yeah. He's such a bad coach. You should hear, you should hear this. And you know, you hear that. Oh my, oh my God, Justin Bailey's terrible. He's, yeah. he's so bad. Yeah. Well, that's ignorance. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, that's a complete lack of intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's you not doing your due diligence of, okay, I heard that story. Let's look at the thousands and thousands and thousands of good ones. <laughs> the one I waited. So yeah. what judgment can be released with this thought, any thought that comes in, any time you see yourself judging, which we are, we are by nature, we are constantly judging people. I am watching basketball the other night <laughs> and the, the Rockets were playing. Yeah. And recently I have realized, all right, look, I hate the way James Harden plays basketball. Yeah. It is 
awful to watch. Uh-huh. But that dude puts the ball in the net at such an unbelievable rate. So what I'm frustrated with it is like he he gets a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a he's on the smaller end of a of a of a guard. Mm-hmm. I think he's like six four, right? Yeah, and most okay. shooting guards what six 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 eight. He's a okay. little bit on the smaller. Okay. Um, he's very crafty with the ball. So he gets into the paint around the rim at a very high rate because of how crafty he is with the ball. Mm-hmm. But he's very rarely finishing at the rim. He's mm-hmm. commonly getting fouled shooting free throws because he was able to draw a foul. Okay, there is skill in that. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching a game of 30 free throws. Okay. I want to see basketball being played. I want to see, I just, I just want to see basketball being played. It's like, uh, who, who fights like that? Mayweather. Mayweather. It's like a Mayweather fight. He fights for points. And he just kind of, you know, dodges, evades, he plays defense, but dude, like he wins. He wins. Yeah. And Harden, you know, he wins. I don't think Harden can win a championship like that because eventually the, the calls get, you know, leveled out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think Harden is one of the greatest scores of all time. You know, recently after basketball kind of came back, every time I was watching him, I was just like infuriated with his surpassing so judgment. Like he's and like, was, fuck this. Guy. And I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. dude, fuck James Harden. Oh, James Harden. Number one, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't know about who you me. are. Yeah. If he heard this podcast, he'd be like, that dude sounds like someone who I would drop a hundred on. <laughs> so James Harden doesn't give a fuck. Well, you guys know how I feel about when people don't give a fuck. If they don't give a fuck about you, you probably shouldn't really like pay yeah. them a shit ton of fucks either, right? Yeah. Number two, this is extremely unfair. What if me and James Harden met up and had a fucking whiskey at the bar? I bet we'd have a great conversation probably. and an amazing time. Dude, this is my favorite thing to watch. Yeah. When really, and you, you, all of you, you guys yeah. who watch sports tend to do it. Yeah. You're like, fuck that. He can't play like that. He's, that's a trash ass play, like all this shit. So when I'm watching it, Michigan, it's yeah, all, I go back fair. to, it's verifiable because <laughs> they are garbage. They're a dumpster that has been set on fire and isn't being put oh, out. Okay. This, but everyone else, yeah. Baseball player, baseball uh, fans do this the yeah. most, I think. Yeah. They say our team. I hate this. Yeah. Our team. I know. Our team did this. Our team did this. Like I, I hate that too. And then I catch myself like one out of every 10 times talk about Ohio State. I say us or ours. I'm like, yeah. oh. No, I have nothing to do with it. The reason I don't like it is not because you're associating yourself with the team. That's cool. But it's because you think you can do better than that fucker. You're can. Yeah. Yeah. You really think you're better than that person. But also you have no control over the outcome of the game. No, none. And you you, have none. And you just I just don't uh, to this point of passing judgment. Yeah. You're passing. I know we're using sports references, but this applies in a lot of ways. Yeah. You're passing judgment on someone that. You think you can yeah. do better than? Yeah. And they're a professional. That yeah. They've gone through the trials to get there. Yeah. Man. I, I, I always find that one entertaining. And, you it's know, I, I have that rule about college football. Okay. I, I think I've shared this rule with you before is if you're going to watch a college football game with me, you can't criticize the players. Hmm. I don't deal with that. I don't like play with that. So I've been a college athlete and I think there's a soft spot there for me. You can criticize the head coaches if you really want, hmm. but like, the player, like how many touchdowns have you thrown for Ohio State? Mm-hmm. I think it's zero, right? Mm-hmm. Mine's fucking zero. <laughs> so yeah. how the fuck am I going to criticize anyone yeah. playing 
for Ohio State. Especially when it's a qualifying into a professional field. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, these guys aren't getting paid shit for this. Yeah. Like, you're lucky they came to your fucking... You know, they're using your fucking school to get to the next level. Yeah. They're not like you. Mm-hmm. Most of the players didn't grow up bleeding scarlet and gray. No, they came yeah. to your school because they were like, well, this is the best chance for me so, to get to the NFL. Someone gave Some them a bunch of money. Yeah. Like, for school to educate. <laughs> yeah, to educate And them. they said, you might make it to the league. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, okay, I'm going to gamble here. I, I believe in this coach. I believe yeah. in this. You have nothing to do with it so you watch a college game with me and i'll have to criticize the athletes yeah. now in professional sports not a huge fan of it either harden's kind of the only person i really find myself fucking doing that with because something about him just pisses me off yeah but the other day i was watching and i was realized dude what's this judgment do for me mm-hmm. because you know what it's doing for me it's the same that my my tom brady judgment did for tons <laughs> of years i missed yeah. all these years of just appreciating his greatness yeah that now i don't get that back yep and when he's gone, I kind of have a skewed view on on on, you know, his legacy. Yeah, because I was mad that he kept beating my favorite team, mm. the Colts mm-hmm. with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Like, that's not really fair. Right. So that judgment doesn't do anything. It just kind of pisses me off even yeah. more. And again, I, I, judge, I, I judge him a little bit for the way he kisses his sons. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I know that's old news, but that's some of his stuff is a little strange. He's an odd duck. He's a little goofy. You know, he, he's, he's a goofy hell duck, of a player. But my God, <laughs> that dude, he pulled a hell of a woman and yeah. he has won a lot of Super Bowls. Yep. So, you know, like, who am I to sit here and judge? Yeah. Um, do so, you? I have a question for you yeah do you think it is um let's say lebron and curry yeah right do you think it's okay for them to pass judgment on one another because they're both professionals i don't think nba players do i don't uh, think they have time i don't dude i i honestly don't think those two guys have much time they probably don't have the thought in their Uh head at all but Uh would you would you constitute that is okay if you're qualified like i judge other coaches yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I'm qualified to do so. Sure. So, yeah, like if they're qualified to do so, then absolutely. Okay. Um, but again, you have to be qualified to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're a former NBA Hall of Fame, like Charles Barkley is mm-hmm. one of the most outspoken folks, you know, on, you know, current athletes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, dude, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He, like he played in the NBA and people are like, you never won a championship. Dude, he's in the fucking Hall of Fame and you literally yeah. haven't left your parents' couch. Who are those two reporters? It's the... They they did they always bicker. Uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen yes. Smith. They're so annoying. Those awful. guys are. Fucking, They're awful. That's the epitome of judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what have you done? Literally, like, <laughs> neither of you done anything. Yeah. But you know, that's also it's it's their job. So like, with him, it's a little different, you know, right? Like, if you're a reporter of anything at all, like of of the president, right? If you okay. report items going on inside the White House. No, you're not really qualified to judge them, mm-hmm. but like it's kind of part of your job based on the experiences that you've had previously with past folks. I guess you'd also have to the have most an educated guess. Yeah. And you yeah. like have the most information, you're the, you know, I, 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 you guys all know how I feel about media and stuff sure. like that by now. Uh, but I, I feel like that's slightly, you're just, you're getting paid for it. Yeah. yeah you know, I feel like if you're a shitty reporter and that, in that sense, yeah, people are going to weed you out of your own job people are eventually going to weed you and out that's t- i feel like that's a different realm than what we're talking about here 100 yeah because here's like the judgment of someone on twitter talk shit about you so exactly you, they hate you now exactly yeah. and and i i think it's powerful to constantly stay you know in that and i know we kind of went out in the sports realm but you know if you're listening to this maybe there's a friend in your friend group that you just feel a type of way about let's get to the root mm-hmm. and if you again if you I don't want to say judgment is bad. Judgment's not bad because some judgments could be really good, mm-hmm. right? Even 
negative in nature judgments aren't necessarily bad as long as they're made with applicable information. Okay. So you're judging someone in your friend group and it goes negatively. Let's get down to the root cause of what's causing you to feel this way. Is it verifiable? Mm. Has this actually happened to you or did you just perceive something to be happening that way? And then is it helpful or joyous? Is it helpful or is it joyous? If it's going to be negative in nature, it could be helpful, but it won't be joyous. And so I think, you know, those two don't always need to be hand in hand because if we're if we're creating a judgment based on something that we have constant day to day interaction with or week to week Mm -hmm. or, you know, you you. If you have consistent contact with someone, you're going to come up with your own. Well, you're probably qualified to judge. Yeah. And it's perfectly okay to not like somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's perfectly okay to meet me sometimes and not like me. I guess this is in the realm of what we're talking about, at least is in the realm of don't judge when you don't feel as if you are qualified yeah. to do so and qualified in the sense that you don't have all the information. Don't be quick to judge. You need to have applicable data yeah. to be able to judge someone. And you know, a lot of people are listening. It's like, I don't want to put that much effort into judging someone. That's mm-hmm. fine. But now if we're constantly judging these people, we go back to the previous four steps that we've talked about and you're failing all of them. Mm-hmm. So now you're not, you're not mastering your thoughts whatsoever. You're not in control. You're allowing the illegal, illogical, illegal, illogical <laughs> thoughts and beliefs. Mm -hmm. to kind of run you Mm -hmm. let's if you do that again we go back to the anxiety to the depression guess what you're going to be in a constant fucking state of it the revolving door you're going to be in a constant fucking state of it i i love this one too and i've i don't think i've talked about this on air i think i've only talked about it man maybe to megan maybe i know definitely to megan maybe to scott so everything that i i i do or i i try to keep this in everything i do Every move that I make, um, everything I say, when I post, when I do anything, I ask myself, does this make me more of a role model? And a lot of you, again, might listen to this, well, I don't want to be a role model. So it's not necessarily about wanting to be a role model. It's are you living up to what your role model would be? Okay. Okay. Would you look up to yourself? I have talked about that on here mm-hmm. a little bit. What I'm what I'm doing on social media, do I look up to myself for that? Um, so I kind of do this with like all of my actions. So um a perfect example, if I'm like walking into a store or something and I open up the door and I'm walking in, but I see someone's like 10 paces back, I don't have to hold the door for them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Perfectly okay for me to go in. Mm-hmm. So I always think about what if that person was my mom. Mm. Well, I would want the door held for her. I would hold the door for her. So why should I treat them any differently? Yeah. Or him or whoever it is. Sure. So I hold the fucking door. Mm. Even in this fucking pandemic, I hold the goddamn door open for people and I make sure that, you know, they get in. Yeah. Um, I've noticed. So I do this at the apartment. Yeah. I've noticed that people are kind of weird about that right now. They are. Right now. It's a little strange for them to think about. They are. But, you know, karma is still going to come back around. Like you, you, you get some decent karma. Not that it's bad. It's just, I found it funny. Yeah. People are just interesting. The observation is interesting. I I feel like people are, are also, have also kind of manipulated their thoughts and beliefs into thinking like everyone, every man for themselves right now. Okay. Because that's kind of what's being promoted by our awful government. Yeah. Continue. Um, Yeah. But, but I, I, you know, more often than not, if you just kind of go the extra mile, mm-hmm. 
with everything you do. Um, I think that's role model material. If you're, you know, if you have negativity approach you and you turn around into a positivity or you don't respond to it, or you just don't let it bother you, or you don't let it kind of infest the community around you. Um, that's kind of role model stuff. So what you're doing right now, does that make you more or less of a role model? That's a, again, a really simple check. All right. It's your view of a role model. It's your definition of a role model. It's not mine. And it's not some societal uh, construct of what a role model should be. It's just yours. It kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand with controlling your controllables. 100% Because it does. if you overreact or get yep. angry, like we we're talking about in the instance of the uh, driving to work, mm-hmm. you know, well, your, your role model is probably not. Yeah. If you saw your role model in, in like that. a movie and they freaked the fuck out, yeah. you'd be like, you'd be like, what the fuck are they be, doing? You'd be disgusted. Yeah. Like, like why the are they hell? doing that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Versus them to handle a hard situation positively. Yeah. Everybody's going to respond. 100%. Great to that. I, 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 I think that's a perfect analogy for that. If you saw your role model acting the way you are right now, how would you feel? Basically, I always tell myself Principal. if I feel like I'm look, acting like a fucking kid. Yeah. I feel like a little bit of I kind of check I kind of check myself <laughs> like that too it goes back to the jackass yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the last one. What's the next action of integrity? This is the hardest one to achieve. Because we talked about never stop growing, never stop checking yourself, never stop looking for more, never stop pushing for more, never stop going further or like I just alluded to going the extra mile. So you got to the next right action of integrity. That means you washed out something that you that did not need to be part of your diet. You washed out something that you did not have to have circulating around your mind. You washed out some negativity or you fixed a negative, a negatively connotated thought, belief, whatever it might be into something that was more conducive for all the items that I previously listed. So now we don't just stop searching. We continue searching. Now you've proven to yourself you can do this. Mm-hmm. Every time you do it, it gets a little bit easier. You're like a fucking machine. Mm-hmm. You're like a fucking machine. You're going to put in something less than ideal on one side and it's going to come out ideal on the other side. Doesn't always mean it's going to come out positive. It doesn't. Not every thought needs to be positive. I know that I preach on a lot and harp on a lot. I do truly. I live my life as a no stress, positive vibes only person. Mm-hmm. That's unrealistic for most. Mm-hmm. With me doing that, I blind my shit to a lot of things because mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be around me. So I understand that that's not the perfect approach. It might not be the right approach. That's the approach I take. It is not wrong to have negative thoughts. But if you have more negative items than we do positive items, you're going to be a negative person. And nobody wants to live their fucking life. Let me get one chance at this shit. No one wants to live their life that way. So we attack one. We correct it and perfect it into where it should be for our best interest and for us moving forward and for us to have the most mental sanity. Where's the next one? What is the next one? You've done one. You can do more. There's more out there. None of us are even close to being perfect. I truly believe that human beings, the most beautiful thing about us all is that we're so vastly different, but we find things to attach onto each other with like your friend group and whatnot that are somewhat similar. Okay. But people outgrow each other. That's okay. You don't need to hold on to animosity. People leave your life. They'll enter your life. That's okay. You don't need to hold on to angst and anxiety. Things are going to happen. Things are going to pop up. Are you constantly staying in control? Are you constantly mastering your thoughts? 
Most of us are not. Most of us are dropping the ball here and it leads to anxiety throughout the rest of your life or it leads to negative negativity throughout the rest of your life. And your path follows your perspective. If your perspective is constantly what's going to happen next to me or all these people suck, your path is following that exact way. And a lot of people who just heard me say that are living a life exactly like that. So fix your perspective and you're going to put yourself on the right path. For episode 78, I will see you next time.